This ain't the New Year's resolution You forget about in a month We don't have time to waste time Time never waited for me, plus my time is now My 15 minutes I'm trying to stretch for 15 years, then it's Time to stretch it out, 15 more Took me almost 15 years to get on On my first day in my new life I might break down and just cry Every single door closed on me, God, why? Every brick wall I kicked down, they tried To make me think my life was a lie Tell me if I'm preaching to the choir The truth don't need a defense I moved on, ain't been back ever since I don't know if I should wait or I'll be finished If you love something, let it go And if it comes back to you, it's yours And if it doesn't, what was it? How could you follow God's path and be led astray? Help me figure out how we got this way Cause I'm lost I wrote letters of my thoughts But haven't found a way to send them off Cause last time I kept it real, you was all Looking at me crazy, was it that or maybe? It was a test for you, not for me I told you that I'm ready when you were ready for me I know fairy tales don't happen to most niggas Well thank God we ain't most niggas Hello Hey, what's going on? What's happening? This is Chill Time is Will Time, and I'm your host, William Moore, and I got a special guest with me today. Introduce yourself, bro. My name is um, Antonio A&R Richardson. Everybody calls me A&R from St. Paul. What up, y'all? Yeah, and uh, me and this cat kind of go, we, we got some history together, actually. We go back a little while. Yeah, yeah. We, um, I guess you can say, at least back when I was you know, going to church consistently, we kind of came into the church at the same time. That's yeah. at least where we met, right? Yeah, yeah. United over on Como. Yeah. yeah, that's, man, maybe, maybe. Well, I know I've been there for eight years now. So, so yeah, and I came yeah. around the same time. So yeah. it's got to be about eight years yeah, ago. Yeah. And then I guess around that time, Two, we f- we found out mutual connections. Like I played ball in college yeah. with uh, Brian, yeah, okay. and that's your fam, right? Yeah, that's my. Yeah, that's your yeah. cousin. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, as I you know, as I kind of alluded to to you all, you know, in a previous episode, I was excited to to bring on a particular guest, and this is it. Um, Mike, yeah, for sure, man. Um, Antonio is a uh, is a local artist. I mean, he's into everything here. Um, I don't want to speak for him. Um, we'll get into these questions and let him um, kind of speak for itself. But uh, I'll have to just say, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you on, man. Likewise. I appreciate you coming on and, uh, 
you know what I'm saying, like hitting us up with your presence. Yeah. And, uh, thanks, thanks, you know, later on through there, just kind of talk about your new project, man, which yeah. uh, I did listen to that EP you sent me. Okay. And, uh, Interesting, isn't it? Yep, yep, <laughs> it is. And I got some questions for you about it, too. Um, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I guess we'll just kind of get started, man. And uh, How about you just tell tell everybody, you know, a little bit about you and uh, where you're from, man? Well, born and raised in St. Paul. Um you could say, uh, well, I grew up in like the Selby and Marshall area. You know, I went to Central and all that. Um, I was one of those kids. I moved around a lot, so I kind of know. Yeah, like, I everybody. did too. Everybody, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yep. It I was did. ridiculous. I went to eight different elementaries. <laughs> so, <laughs> so same, so same thing with me. I was telling people before, like, it was almost kind of, uh, it's almost kind of odd. Because, you know, I didn't realize until, like, middle school that it, was, that it was, like, not normal for people to move around a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was telling people, too, and tell me if if this, if this is the same for you. Um, one of the things that I discovered, a byproduct of moving around so much and going so, to so many different elementary schools, it's easy for you to adjust yeah. and be cordial with everybody. Yeah. But you kind of get, like, I don't know about you, but I got, like, a little disassociative. Like, I would oh, not, I yeah. would really, I was, like, kind of callous. I didn't really, a lot of people, I think, thought they were my friend at the time, but to me, they weren't really friends. Yeah. I was like, eh, <laughs> you never let yourself get that close. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you don't let yourself get too close. Um, professional introvert. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's, it's easy for me to move on from something because I'm just used to change, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, I know the diff. it made me to learn the difference within people, you know, those people who, who you can let in and who you can't, you know what I'm saying? And right. as I grew older, I kind of realized us in, in a way too, God, you know, connecting you with certain people and there's a reason why you are connected with certain people. So yeah, I definitely learned all that by moving around so much yeah. and going to so many schools. And, and I feel like, too, a lot of people don't realize that when you don't, a lot of times when you don't open up like that, like just really easy, it's not always on purpose. Like it's just a reflex. It's yeah. just how you are yeah. Yeah. because of just, you know, being uprooted all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and so sure. that used to cause that used to cause it used to cause me my fair share of issues, dude. Especially yeah. as I got older, you know what I mean, yeah. and relationship wise and stuff like that. It used to cause me some issues, man. Straight up. Well, you live and you learn and you grow. True. You know what I'm saying? You grow. Everybody grows at their own pace, and it takes learning. Because it was the same thing with me. You know, I mean, when you stay closed in so much, you know that rubs people off the wrong way so you'll definitely run into difficulty when you're dealing with others yeah when you're operating like that for sure for sure so one of the things i wanted to kind of know like for you even though you moved around a lot and stuff like that and you being from the cities what are like your fondest memories or like your more um what moments probably influenced you the most helped mold you the most kind of growing up well, as soon as you said that one moment, um, so with my mom, uh, we always stayed like in the neighborhood in the city, you yeah, know, yeah. early on. And then um I was always moving back and forth from with my mom and my grandma. And when I was moving with my grandma, she stayed in the suburbs in Roseville. 
Okay. And I remember there was this one particular school, Edgerton, that me and my sister always. I know where it is. Yeah, yeah. We always transferred back and forth from that school. It got so <laughs> bad that we didn't even have to re enroll. Like when we would come back, they would tell like... us to go to class. Yeah, <laughs> it was horrible. So, but, you know, we were the only black kids in the school. And I had one um, black teacher in the whole entire school. Yeah, because that school is kind of located in like a weird intersection. It's like, yeah. it's like the combination of like East Side Maplewood, yeah. uh, what they call it, St. Paul. Um, it's like East Side Maplewood, Roseville, Little Canada. Yeah, it's not that far Canada, away. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. the weirdest. Yeah, it is. Weirdest it little is. intersection. I never thought about that, but it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I know about it just because with the work that I do, mm-hmm. um, you know, I manage grant money that goes into all Ramsey County schools, and that school is un- under one of the districts that I'm, you know, that I manage okay. in Roseville. So it's, con- it's considered a Roseville area school, yeah. but it's not at all really, yeah. like yeah. in Roseville, which is yeah. which is super interesting. But yeah, yeah. So I wanted to know, like. So everybody around here, at least that I know, kind of knows you. Like you're an artist, man. Like, yeah. um, and fullest extent, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So why don't you why don't you go ahead and like get into that, man? Like, tell us your you know your earliest recollections of like your journey into music, and and also talk about the other things that you're into yeah. as well. So um, I started writing music when I was nine. Um, before that, I was I was a big sports head. But um, I was diagnosed with Graves' disease when I was 13, so I couldn't play sports anymore. I don't, you're going to have to fill me in. I don't know much about that. So Graves' disease is an immune system okay. um, disease that it kind of, uh, yeah, messes with everything in your immune system. Um, it kind of gives you old people symptoms in a way, like your joints and muscles. Like you're always aching or something? Same. Yeah, it's just like... With me, like it's different with everybody. Person, but person. Mine, yeah, but mine, my my joints and stuff lock up. Okay, it, it's weird. But along with that, I had a real bad heart murmur, so I was a health risk all all the way around. So I couldn't play it. How did so, you take that news though? Because especially it was, it was if you're that into sports, yeah, it was the toughest thing ever. Like, I music was always different for me. Like as a baby, I knew, I knew. You know, you know how people hear music. Yeah. I've never heard music in my life. I feel it every single chord, words like it's music is very different for me. So I've always known that my whole entire life. But with sports, it was just football, basketball, everything. I did like uh, Jerry Rice was Jesus to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm the biggest sports head ever. So that's what I. You know, I had planned for my life to be, you know, since a little kid. But then when I was diagnosed with that, that just crushed all my dreams. So I can dig it. to cope with it and deal with it, all I was doing was writing just constantly. My mom, years later, probably about five years ago or maybe longer than that, she came to me with this box. And I opened the box and it was just full of notebooks that I've just written in my whole life. And I was mm-hmm. looking like, where do you? Where'd you get this from? So I guess like moving from, from place to place, she was just collecting the boxes. And then so just since I was nine, been writing like crazy, you know, perfecting my craft, 
when I got into high school, um, I got into acting. And, um, you know, professionally theater trained actor. And I took that on into adulthood as well. I acted in plays in Guthrie, done TV shows, movies, stuff like that. Also a writer. I'm doing directing now too. So everything creatively and arts wise is just, that's, that's me. When did, so you're an actor, you're, you know, director, yeah. You know, you're uh, a, a musician. Yeah. When did these, because at some point, these things went from being like a passion or a hobby into this is serious and this is what I'm going to do. Or have they always been, this is what I'm going to do? Like, when, when was that transition for you? So when, uh, I'll say that transition was definitely high school. Okay. It was definitely high school. Um, and it became a thing that, um, not just a thing I did, but it was like, I can't, I can't escape it. Like, <laughs> I can't escape every single moment of the day I'm thinking about it or doing something related to it is I couldn't escape it. It just grabbed me. Like, and it was, it was like, I didn't have a choice. Like, Were you always kind of made me happy. Right. Happier. Were you always kind of solo with that, or did you have along the way? Did you have kind of cats that you, you, you did, you know, you collab with who had the same passion, but maybe you just stuck with it longer than they did. Or? So the funny thing is, is that me doing a lot on my own was never the choice. Um, I've had plenty of people who are. Uh, so my boy Rico, um, a lot of the local people know him as know him as Tech now, but. Me and him started out together, and recording-wise, he taught me everything of uh, how to record, and he taught me a lot with production. Um, so me and him, we I, definitely all those high school years, I was working with him, and then there was a big clique at Central called the Facility. Um, There's cast like BDF, uh, Quest. Um, it's a lot of local, locally known cats that were all in that one group. It was, it it would would what would nowadays be like your TDEs and things of that nature. It's just a big clicking group of uh, producers and rappers and all that. We all just did a bunch of stuff together, and then so my work ethic has always been different. And you know, no disrespect to them, but you know, I don't smoke and. I don't do a lot of the right. other activities, so like you stay in your lane. You just <laughs> yeah. You kind of I'm kind of the same way in a lot of things. Like I feel like a lot of times, like you said, like I'm alone in a lot of the projects and stuff I want to do. And there's been times like I got a couple projects I'm working on now that in the beginning the idea was to do it with other people. Yeah, because yeah. you know I like collaborating with people. Mm-hmm. I, as a creative, you would know this like. Mm-hmm. You your creative juices get to flowing, and you. Um, it's always great to bounce. Yeah, off you bounce too. ideas yeah. with other people. Like it creates this hive type of mentality, yeah, yeah. and 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 everything seems to go in hyperdrive. Yeah, but at the same time, like I feel like I run at a different speed than other cats. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which you know what I'm saying? Why I kind of alluded to when the conversation me and you were having offline earlier. Why like. I went from doing a podcast with somebody to doing a podcast by myself. Like yeah. we just roll at different speeds, yeah. and so yeah. you just kind of by default fall into I guess yeah. I'm doing it on my own. You know yeah. what I mean? Because one thing about me, when I'm in work mode or I'm in creative mode, um, time doesn't exist to me. 
No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you have to get it out. If you yeah. tell tell me if this is the same for you, but like there will be places like I stay like the note section in my phone stays getting filled up. Like I can be walk around and my get an idea and like yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like you have to put your ideas down or you get yeah. for me, I get like anxiety a little bit. Like mm-hmm. if if I'm in a position where I can't be creative or get get those ideas out, uh-huh. it gives me, like, a little bit of anxiety. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it the same for you? Well, with me, um, I work so much and I do so much that um, I've just built up the mental capacity to just keep packing it in. Right. And then when I get to work, that's probably why I have no sense of time because I'm just unloading it all and I won't stop until it's all unloaded. I can so be- I'm able to store everything in. And keep formulating it. Because I like to... I'm not one of those people that... I'm not always jumping to do things. You know what I'm saying? Right. I like for it to come naturally. So I'll just keep storing up and storing up in my mind. And then when it's when it's time to unload, I just unload. And then I won't stop until it's finished. You know what I'm saying? I can dig that. Yeah. I can dig that. So, and, so basically, you've been in the music how many years would you say? Or in arts, in your different arts in general and stuff. Yeah, I would, man, definitely over 10 years. Yeah, over 10 years, maybe 15, something like that, yeah. With the acting and music and all of that, so. What do, um, how did you, other than just always getting in, what would you say, what would you credit most to helping you develop your craft? Um... My appreciation uh, of quality. I have a crazy obsessive appreciation for quality. Um, it won't let me accept anything less than it. So I'm not going to stop until I get that. You know what I'm saying? I can dig it. Um, I also have the understanding that I'm never going to stop learning. Yes. I never want to stop learning. You know, I'm going to always continue to strive. Like, I'm a nerd when it comes to my craft and what I do. You know, I'm I'm one of them cats still. Like, even though there isn't music booklets right now, when I'm listening to an album, I'm going to search who produced it, where they recorded it at, what samples were used in it, who's the engineers. Like, I want to know everything. So, with that... That curiosity comes within my own work because it's like, okay, I heard somebody do this. I want to learn how to do that. Whether I apply it to my work or not, I want to know how to do it. So it's on a forever quest of learning and, you know, growing and expanding. I feel it because I'm I'm the type of person I always say. People who know me will tell you that from time to time they'll hear me, you know, say the phrase, if we ain't learning, then what we doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, for real. Like, if we ain't learning, then what are yeah, we doing? Because I don't believe there's a such thing as really maintaining or staying the same. No. You're either getting better or you're getting no. worse. Like my, So I prefer to get better. My website that uh, that hosts, like, all my music and my acting stuff and all that is called Only Get Better. <laughs> see, there we go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Makes sense, yeah. yeah onlygetbetter.com. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my number one mantra. I can dig that. I can dig that. When it comes to... When it comes to your profession, when it comes to to music, um, and tell, it, it could be the same for your music, for your acting, directing, all of that. Yeah. But if they are different, 
kind of tell me who that are who that is too. But who are your biggest role models for your profession for your different crafts? So it might well it won't surprise people who know me, but musically, it's Stevie Wonder. Word? Yeah, one thousand. I wasn't expecting it. Not 1, that that's not not that that's like bad at all. He's yeah. one of the greatest. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess like I guess we haven't talked enough yeah. for me to be like, oh, just figure that out. Yeah. But that. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. I don't know who I would have thought, but I wouldn't have thought that. When it comes to a writer, yeah. Who you gonna put above him besides maybe Prince? <laughs> when it comes to a producer, who you gonna put above him? Except maybe Prince. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he writes it. everything, produces, he knows how to play every instrument. Oh, and he's blind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is a guy who uh who has swept the Grammys um, numerous occasions, but yet, but like years in a row though. Like I think, <laughs> like early seventies, he did like four years in a row, Artist of the Year, Album of the Year, everything. Like four years in a row, just right. killing it. And yeah, when it comes to legacy, and that's where I see myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, rap wise, of course, Jay Z is my number one, but. Um, Musically, overall, is he your favorite? Is he your favorite uh, rapper? Period. Period. Yeah. Period. Hmm. I would give him. I would give. Changed. I would give him my top ten, but I wouldn't get. I, he wouldn't be my number one, though. You don't want to get in that conversation with me. I, hey, we just <laughs> might. We just might. We just he, might. He I, love the this, I love having this. I love having this. I love having this. He is the greatest. The stat, I got the stats to back it up. <laughs> he is. But the but to 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 the defense. This right, day and who age, would you say is yours though? Lyricist? I'm going with Rakim Alaa, man. I'm talking about artists. Like, you're a rapper. This is what you did. This is what you do. I th- Rakim, man. And, it, look, listen, like, and, hold, even, and hold on. Let me I'm a, let me. I'm gonna tell you why I. I'm okay. gonna tell you why. And I'm gonna tell you. And and, and I then I, go ahead. And then I'll tell you why I don't exactly not, put. I don't I'm exactly not, why I don't exactly put. Numbers in the play because if you look at today's so industry, it ain't even numbers. Yeah, if you look at today's industry, it's like it's some trash cats yeah. out there pulling in numbers. But see, look, this is the thing though. Rakim holds more clout than any of these rappers nowadays can because you got to think there were people who got that woke up in the morning, they got dressed, got left their home, and actually went to a physical store to cop his stuff. Right, and that's where his his legacy is. is yeah these people no you're you're clicking on this you know what i'm saying even now like all these cats they're not even getting sales they're getting streams right so you can't even really tell you can't that quant- could be one person yeah. listening to that song a million over times and over and over yeah <laughs> it's, it's hard to quantify <laughs> yeah exactly what it is, so yeah. they hold more you know the old older school artists hold more weight i put jay as number one because i look at overall everything so you when you're talking about the greatest of something you can't put one category to the side you have to count everything and when you count everything there's nobody who comes close to him dead or alive when it comes to rap now if you're saying your favorite artist you know that's different because that varies on the person but if you're talking overall stats of everything include that includes rap as a hip-hop artist Look up all things that consider all hip hop artists, and nobody comes close to what Jay has. Jay mm. has done ever. 
I'm not gonna. Hey, listen, I ain't researched the data like that, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you on that. Yeah, but when it comes to yeah. when it comes, like like I say to me, Rock I guess my I guess for me, yeah. when it comes to like you were saying, you made the you made the distinction of preference or favorite. Yeah, I yeah. guess I'm talking more of distinction or preference yeah. than and that's for me. No yeah. I'm I'm saying Rakim. Yeah. Uh, Who's your top five? My top five. Yeah. Shucks, Rakim. Yeah. Uh, Three stacks, man. Andre three thousand is cold, and he's an artist to me. Yeah, yeah. He's not just a rapper; he's an artist. See, he does me, everything. I can't separate him and Big Boy. I can't. I have to have him. You gotta have him together. I can because separate them. Talk, both. And don't get it. Don't get it twisted. Though. Big fan, Boy is dope too, though. Yeah, but if you're an Outcast fan, then you know first two albums definitely first two. You can argue three, but first two albums, Big Boy was way doper than than. Andre, you, but you but you know what it what it what it what it is that grabs me with Andre though. So not knocking big boys like lyrical, but big. I mean, he's a monster. He's a monster. Yeah. With me, when I talk about it, it's 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 lyrical, it's lyrical ability. Yeah. It's their style and it's what they talk about. Yeah. Like I I I was I feel like I'm able to relate more to what. Dre talks about no doubt. than Big Boy. No doubt. It's not to say that he's a better because actually. I've written, I've read several articles. Well, Andre will actually tell you that he thinks Big Boy's a better rapper than he is. Mm-hmm. So it, that's not where it comes from. Andre, also, Andre even says that Big yeah. Boy's a better rapper. And then but for me, you, for what in my, in my lane, yeah, yeah, yeah. how I how I yeah, receive that's stuff, your, that's your Dre is, yeah, 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 Dre's yeah. my guy. I'm just saying for me because the reason why I said that because Outkast is in my top five. Oh yeah, but I can't separate them as I got you, what, and I totally understand one. it. They're yeah. one to me. I totally yeah. under, I totally understand yeah, that with that. Yeah. And I guess if you like, if you putting it like that as like that, I could I could kind of I could kind of feel the same way with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Jay's in there. Jay Z's in there. Mm. Um, and so then the Rock next him, two, Rakim, Andre, Andre, uh-huh. Jay Z. Uh-huh. The next two might throw you for a loop, but to me, like they could, one is is, is fr- frankly brand new, mm-hmm. and the other one isn't. And I'm, it's, it's hard. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard because there's so many great ones out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like Nas is my six, Talib is my seven. Okay, but I'm gonna tell you right now, man. Most Def. Okay, and around the number five. Look, man, Rhapsody's cold-blooded. Before mm-hmm. it's all said and done, That's within the next decade, I think people are going to be talking about her. It's not Layla's greatest. It was cold. Incredible. People are going to talk about her. Flawless. As not the, Flawless. Yeah, yeah, all of her materials. Not greatest female MC ever, but yeah. one of the greatest MCs, period, ever. I would I, love to it's, see her it's, up it's hard yeah. to argue that. Like she's so dope. She's and she so dope. and she does it without like hypersexualizing herself. Yeah. yeah. And that's what and you just yeah. you look at her her like the metaphor she throws she throws out and yeah. and just the wordplay. Yeah. Dude, she's incredible. Incredible, yeah. man. But that's my yeah. that's my top and Yasim, you know, most Yasim yeah. Bay. You know, I'm leaving out some other what's great your, so probably common What's your favorite most track? There's a couple, man. So Umi says, mm-hmm. um, Miss Fat Booty. Mm-hmm. Um, Casa Bay. Okay. On um, the latest album. Uh, uh, 
Not December ninety yeah, yeah. ninth, but yeah. uh, I forgot what I it's called with the purple cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so many, man. It's Casabella, Super one. Magic, the whole December ninety ninth album that he did with Ferrari Shepherd yeah, producer. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. I was mad that that couldn't be put on iTunes or whatever. Yeah. Cause I was like, I just want to own that. Like, yeah. I need to own that. <laughs> My number one uh, most song is a uh, Speed Law. That was cold. Oh, man, I love that. That was cold. <laughs> oh, my God. His flow was, on there was amazing. He, you know what I'm saying? He murdered that. Yeah. That was, remember when he was on Rockets Records? Yeah. The Black That Star was a dopest like Dude, that's, <laughs> that's one of the top ten albums ever for me. Yeah, that's a Black there. Star is, yeah, you, know, hey, yeah. you know. My top five, my number one is Jay. My number two. I would have to put Outkast as number two. They've impacted me very heavily. Um, my three would have to be Ice Cube. Ice Cube He's impacted dope me one. very heavily. Death Certificate is the dopest, like one of my, the dopest albums in the world. That was a that was a lifestyle changing album. Yeah, <laughs> they had cats out there who wasn't hard at all trying to be yeah. trying to ride out all you listeners. You had niggas in Minnesota <laughs> for real trying to gangbang <laughs> after that album and knew nothing about the life. Yep, nothing. <laughs> yep. Um. Uh, Snoop has to be in there. Even really? Though, yeah. Even though album wise, Snoop's albums aren't that great. Uh, just his impact on the culture, his longevity. Yeah, he's still he relevant. always comes with his. So I'm a huge Snoop fan, but some of them albums were trash. <laughs> You're right. It seemed like he was just putting stuff <laughs> yeah. out to put it out. Yeah, exactly. But he always gives you something on them albums. Like, dang, this is why you're Snoop. <laughs> um, and uh, who who would my number five be? My number five, just thinking off top right now, it has to be big. Um, Life After Death was just crazy. Is To me, is I thought it was dope, but you know what? I'm going to get a lot of people want to slight my head off, too. Big and Pac was not in my top ten. I Pac, wasn't feeling them like Pac that. Isn't, they were um, they weren't trash. Yeah. Now I need to make that distinction. They yeah. were they were they were great artists. Yeah. I got to make that distinction. Yeah. But they weren't in my top ten though. Mm-hmm. Never were. I just wasn't. I wasn't enamored with the two of them like everybody else was. Yeah. yeah. See, with me, um, I love Pac. Um, I love Big too. Big was just artist wise. You still haven't found a person who can do what he did. You know. Um, and then in such a short period of time as well. Pac was amazing too, but in my personal opinion, Pac didn't become that overwhelming, um, you know, icon type figure yeah. until, so, all right, Tupacalypse now, strictly for my niggas, and then uh, it was, I wanna say Me Against the World. Me Against the World is his best album to me. Um, uh, All Eyes on Me, amazing, dope double disc, but a lot of them songs you can you skip. Just skip. <laughs> yeah. yep. A lot of them songs you can skip. Machiavelli, super dope, you know what I'm saying? Right. But he didn't become real hot like that until the later part of his career. Right. Big came on, murdered everything with his first album, murdered everything with his second. You got to think. Big, nobody has ever in the history of music, how do you have a double album, your second album? 
and then go Diamond. Wu Tang did. Nah, uh, Wu Tang Forever was the second album. All right, so you're gonna compare nine niggas to one. <laughs> you just listen. But true, but true. I didn't think about that. That's true, <laughs> but that's not niggas to one. <laughs> and and I'm a big Wu Tang fan, man. I'm a, I'm a big Wu Tang so, fan too. Wu Tang Forever, was my favorite Wu, Wu yeah. album though. The W was hard. I think that was slept on. Yeah. yeah. I love I love Wu Tang, but you just yeah. said I was just throwing out there because you said that's nobody true. has did a double. Yeah, <laughs> like, second album. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But that's nine <laughs> niggas though. <laughs> Big was one, and then on top of that, he went and wrote Little C's whole album, Little Kim's whole album, and Junior Mafia's whole album. Like people don't think about that; yeah. they only look at Life After Death and Ready to Die. But no, he wrote three other albums. And big at the same time. Like I told you, I'm a nerd, so yeah. I'm, I, I study all this stuff. Big was a heavy ghost writer when he was alive. He had a policy. He had a flat rate of $100,000. And then he takes no credit from it, no publishing. You just don't put his name on it. You just give him that flat rate of 100000 and then there, yeah, the like keep it. And don't put his name on anything. That's dope. Now... It takes, so a very, it takes a very self-confident person to do yes. it, too. Because yeah. in this day and age, people are ego, like, egomaniacal. Like, yeah. They will agree they will to that. what I did. They'll agree yeah. to, to, to that. But yeah. then when they see how big stuff gets, yeah. then they start hating and start exactly. sending out little yeah. you know, mystery There's tweets of, or whatever, talking about how it was really them yeah. or whatever. You see that all the time, especially with these younger artists now. Like... Uh, I ain't gonna start naming names, but I ain't seen a lot of artists. Hey, I know what you mean. I wrote this hook. I did this. I yeah. did that. Like, and it's just like you on, wasn't man. on that at first. Now yeah. it's like, now it's hot, exactly. and you won't take credit for you it. You was happy for the opportunity at first. Exactly, man. <laughs> yeah. So and so the next with the, so with that with them being like you talked about. We'll go back a little bit. You talked yeah. about Jay being you're like your role model for rap. Yeah. How about acting? Acting Denzel 1,000 million percent. <laughs> you can't go around with that. Because, I mean, I have, as far as my four favorite actors of all time, yeah. Denzel Washington, Samuel L. Jackson, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Yeah. And then my favorite director ever, Spike Lee. But I can't name anybody who doesn't. With all those. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't name anybody who wouldn't tell you that. I'm not gonna say they're gonna say that Denzel is their favorite actor, but chances are, if you just walking down the street, he's. This is how you can tell how great he is. You tell somebody to name four or five actors, I guarantee he comes up. Ninety nine out of hundred times, he comes up in somebody's list. Absolutely. Yeah. And all the actors we got out there, he comes up. Even for people who aren't even into movies like that, yeah. I bet you his name pops yeah. up. Yeah. He has such a wide range. Um, he hasn't really played in anything that I haven't liked. Yeah, it's same here. So same here. And then, like, think of think of his earlier movies, right? Yep. And then think of Fences. That yo, that movie hurt <laughs> me to my soul. Oh my god! Seriously, that movie hurt me to my. It was Man. an amazing movie. I was just like, I watched that, and I was just like, yeah, that movie make you think about your life. Yeah, for real. Absolutely. That that movie is damn near life changing, man. Think of think of how impactful that movie was, right? Yep. And it was mainly in one setting in the house. It was. They didn't really. It's because it was a play. Yeah, yeah. So I had to imitate the play. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm a big August Wilson fan as well. Yeah, um, yeah. 
they're making some more of them too. I, think, I heard about that. I he's think, directing them. Isn't yeah, yeah. He's directing I think them. He signed a five movie deal or something. Yeah, like he's that. directing them. Yeah. I remember reading that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like for for it to be that minimal, but but that impactful is incredible to me. You yeah. know, his uh the favorite movie, my favorite movie of his uh, that it was it was Malcolm Malcolm X, hands my down. Man. <laughs> my man, hands hey, down. That. And, I, uh, I watched the movie, and then later in life, I, I read the book. I, I read the book, yeah. and that book actually, I ain't going to lie, that changed me to the point where I thought about converting there for a while. Mm. Eventually, I decided not to, but it was that impactful because I happened to read that book at a time in my life where I was going through a lot of transition, mm. and I was going through a lot of mental and emotional turmoil. And it was encouraging and powerful to read this book. Um, the one written by Alex Haley, told to Alex Haley, mm-hmm. um, and just how he transformed himself. It was like a sign to me that, like, dude, you can always get better. You can always change because yeah. people don't people don't realize Malcolm went through a metamorphosis. He was three different people throughout his life. Yeah. He was a hustler, then he was a follow. You know, what I'm saying he was a he was a you know Muslim with 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 you know what I'm saying very bigoted tendencies under yeah. Elijah Muhammad, and then after his pilgrimage to Mecca. To Mecca he left that and became a a, a, a a Muslim who was more accepting of everybody and unifier. all cultures. Yeah. He was a unifier. It was yeah. more about I'm willing to, like on a, the beginning of that super magic, uh, most deaf track we, mm-hmm. we were just talking about. Yeah. How he's talking about I'll work with anybody mm-hmm. as long as you're willing to change this miserable condition we have here on earth. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. And to me, I was just, when I was going through so much and to read that and see that, I was like. Yeah. I can do it, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, I ain't, it ain't over yet. You know what I mean? So let like, me you can't you, count me out. Yeah. So let me tell you, when I was um, when I was telling you I, I uh, went to Edgerton. Yeah. And there was only one black teacher in there. And she took an instant liking to me. We became very close. I, I still kind of communicate with her to this day. She made me read the autobiography, the autobiography of Malcolm X in the second grade. You know, it took me all year to read it, but she made sure I read, read it. And that's that a dope teacher. She would she would uh, ask me questions about it to make sure I'm reading it and everything. But that's how it impacted me, and it impacted me that young. And you know what I'm saying? And it was now, a transcendental book, man. Yeah, I mean, now still to this day, I'm a I'm a heavy bookworm. I read me too. Like I read crazy. incessantly, yeah. man. I'm yeah. you know art books, comic books, all of that. Mm-hmm. I even taught said that if I was in a position where if something happened, I asked you know broke up the question one time. If something happens and you got to leave, right, and you can only save three things about you, or you're gonna go on a journey and you're never gonna see anybody again. Mm-hmm. Three books that you're gonna take with you. That was one of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That absolutely. was one of them, along with I, the Alchemist. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. That that book changed my life like a mug too. That you know what I'm saying? I did. That book changed my life so heavy. Um, I've read the autobiography of Malcolm X now four times. More than me, I'd only done it twice. Yeah, I've read it four times. But it never gets old. Yeah, it never gets it old. It never gets old. It never gets old. Ever. And I watched the movie faithfully, too, for study purposes, and I just love it. I love it that much. I can the dig Alchemist, that. Oh, my God. Man. Just the whole trip about, you know what I'm saying, your treasures within you all along. Yeah, yeah. And, and that along. journey along the way, so many parallels yeah. to real life. Your journeys along the way, you learning about different tools to help you discover what you already have inside you. You know what? What was the biggest thing um, that 
got me with that book and I still carry it to this day. What's that? So before I read the book, I never heard of Omens before. Really? Yeah, never heard of it before. But I took the whole concept of the Omens, I look at that as God, almost as, yeah, just, he's giving me my turn-by-turn directions all day, every day. So that's... So we're going to hold on to that thought, that statement, okay. because that's going to, I'm going to ask you to reflect on that when it comes to us talking about your EP in a little bit. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, so, so the next question I kind of got to get for you, and you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier too, yeah. but what does your creative process look like? Is it, you kind of talked about, you feel it, yeah. but is there any, like, are you kind of methodical with that or, or is it just, is it strictly feeling? And what are your, what, what would you say your biggest strength and weakness as an artist is? Um, my, my biggest weakness is that I pay attention too much <laughs> to everything. Get so, fixated on it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like every single last detail I'm paying attention to. And sometimes I need to just let things go and let them be, but I'm trying to perfect it. But know? that's the duality of life too, at the same time, because yeah. that perceives weakness. That's also kind of like your strength Yeah. because absolutely. you pay attention to detail. Is that, you don't absolutely. let the small stuff that, absolutely. that, what a, what a what a pastor Webb say one time? He said it's a small fox that destroys the vine. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's some little mistakes sometimes yeah. that you overlook that mess yeah. up the overall project. Absolutely. So I think that's just ironic. You know, like I said, it's a duality of life. Like yeah. your strength and your weakness can be, yeah. you know, one and the same. Yeah. But yeah, my process is one one thousand percent natural. Um, I feel for me, if I'm thinking, it's not gonna come out natural. Um, I I hate to I hate to sound like anybody else. I hate to look like anybody else. I did. If I'm somewhere and I got the same outfit on as somebody, I'm leaving. It's aggravating. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm so, almost guaranteed to never have the same outfit as everybody because that's the same you thing see me, me. You see me like you know, time to time. Yeah. I usually got the the loudest, yeah, most unconventional yeah. thing on. Or like, yeah. I tell people all the time like. It's not something I worry about because you got to be pretty damn secure in your manhood to wear most of the stuff that I wear. Yeah. And there's a lot of cats out there that I know for sure. <laughs> like yeah. that. But that's like that with, with everything, man. I got to, for one, it has to, nobody has my exact 100% DNA. You know what I'm saying? I dig. So that should come across in everything that I do. You know what I'm saying? It, you, The thing that's that I think that's dope about me is that you can listen to something I do or see something that I designed or or see something that I played in and you can be like, yeah, that's Tone. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to be looking like, oh, he trying to do this or he trying to be like that. Like, no, you, and especially if you know me, you'd be like, yeah, that's him. Then that we answers, just had a conversation about that the other day and he made dope. a song about it. That answers, because you know? that answers another question I was going to ask you. I was like, oh, do you model yourself or whatever after artists. But clearly with that answer, nah, nah you don't. You always try to be true to you. Yeah. Which I think is the best way to go, man. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, man, there's a lot of rappers out here. A lot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A lot of people trying and, to make it. It's not yeah. an easy industry to be in. Yeah. So what reason would I give anybody to pay attention to me if I'm providing the same thing that everybody else is providing? True. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So I have to be me one hundred percent. And and that's at the risk that, yeah, no, nobody might not pay attention because I'm not the norm. I'm not the safe thing 
you know, I'm not the thing that's popular right now. Right. So I might get, you know, turned down because there's not enough people who are out in this world who want to be the first, you know, like, scary, oh, I was a, up on that first. That's a scary you know proposition for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It's it's terrifying for people because everybody wants to be a part of the crowd or the conversation. I'm going to tell you my guess to why you're okay with that, though. Because earlier, because I'm okay with that, too, and I'm going to tell you why. Because earlier, did we not both just talk about how we, like, were, like, semi-isolationists yeah, growing yeah, up yeah. because of moving around. I'm not like, afraid of being yeah. alone. <laughs> so you know yeah. how to be do your own thing yeah. and go at your own speed or whatever. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make you afraid no. to be the first to do something or no. whatever. I'm happy when I'm the first. <laughs> yeah, and, honestly, and, yep. I'm, and for I'm me, totally happy. and for me, a lot of times, like I was, I was the funny looking, ugly, nerdy kid growing up. I was picked on a lot. Yeah. So I'm the type. It's like y'all didn't want me to be in your club yeah. before. Why the hell do I want to join your club now? Like, yeah. nah, I got used to being on the outside. Yeah. Let me stay with this. I and I see a lot of similarities with what you're saying. Yeah. I can't explain why it was me. Um, I'm all, I've always been that person in, in my crew. I've always been the outcast. Um, but it was just, it's always just been something naturally. Like, when everybody's gravitating towards something, I find, I find a little bit of stupidity in it because... Most people can't really figure out why they actually like what they what they're gravitating towards. They There's just, no depth to it. Yeah, it's a visceral response. <laughs> yeah. It's all a visceral yeah, response. Yeah. That's why. Like, oh, everybody's going this way. Let's go here. Yeah. But I'm like, nah, I don't like that. Right. I can dig <laughs> that. That does nothing for me. I don't like it. I like this over here. Oh no, that's whack. Don't nobody like that. I like it. I can so, make that. You know, that's been that's always been with me with everything. You ask all my closest friends, um, since we were young, it's it's always, oh, this nigga's weird. He he likes doing this and all that. And it's like this is what I like. I'm not doing it just to separate to be myself from yeah. it's just and that's, know, I find And that's another thing that I gotta I gotta beef with too with a lot of like these some cats out here like the dude, he's a clown. I can't even be believe, believe people follow him. What's his name? Takashi six nine or whatever. There's there's being naturally different. God God bless him. (laughs) There's people who are naturally different. Yeah. And it's there's no effort in just doing something outside the box because it's who you are. Like I also have another phrase. You know what I'm saying? Another thing that I always say. It's like, and it goes, um, some people think inside the box. Some people get lauded or get praised for thinking outside the box. I say, why the hell are you in the box to begin with? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And and I feel Boxes like that's a, that's don't exist to yeah, me. <laughs> that's a foreign concept to a yeah. lot of people. But I feel like when you have to concentrate to think outside the box, or you are purposely trying to think like that's not even real. No, like it's not. people like him, like you purposely doing all of it. It's not natural to you. If somebody didn't tell you. That that stick or that gimmick wouldn't get you attention, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. To me, truly being different is doing something that you would do that's 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 not like anybody else, regardless if they pay attention to it or not. Yeah. And there's so many people out there today that I think force that. Yeah. And to me, that's so generic. You know, with me, I've never been. You know, no disrespect to whoever else. I really don't care neither. But I'm not an attention whore. I ain't either. You know what I'm I can't stand it. I'm not an attention whore. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
Because with good attention comes bad attention, too. Yeah. And I don't want that type of drama. Yeah, no. Nah, I don't invite that into my life. You know, I'm a right. very regular person. Um, I believe in natural conversation, natural connections. I don't have to jump and do jumping jacks for you to notice me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I ain't got to be yelling. You know how they say the loudest nigga in the room is the dumbest thing in the room. Yeah. I ain't got to walk into a room yelling, trying to get people to look at me. Like, no, I'm not I'm not that That's guy. That's not what it is yeah, about. Yeah. Not at all. Since you've been in the since you've been in the industry, man, what's been tell me what your your peak has been and tell me what has been like your largest valley. Because mm. you hear a lot of different now you hear people say a lot of stuff about it. it now. So my my largest peak, um, it came, I don't know, it was like oh oh eight oh nine or something like that. I created like the theme song for Joe Mauer every time he went up to bat. Yeah. And it played every time he went up to bat. So with that, it's just every, you know, that momentum hit. Yeah. So people are like who's that? Who's that? Yeah, who's yeah. that? So that's especially when you know the acting roles they started. How'd you even get up. that? Like how'd you run into? It? Like is it somebody you just knew or? Yeah, he he's a friend I grew up with. Okay. So yeah, a lot of people don't know. Like he played in the hood with us, like football and basketball. I remember and, him like seeing him. Right? Funny story is when I was at Concordia, I was leaving the training room, again banged up from football, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody pointed him out to me. He hadn't quite got drafted yet. Mm-hmm. And people were hyping over that. They were like, that's Joe Mauer. Mm-hmm. That's like, uh, he plays football and baseball over at Creighton. And, yeah. you know, he got recruited by FSU and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I remember looking at him, I'm like, this flaky looking cat. <laughs> and then lo and behold, like a year or two, he blew up. I was yeah. like, oh, I see what they're talking about yeah. now. <laughs> he, he's always been that dude, you know, even when we were younger. I mean, um, Shoot, Gatorade Player of the Year in high school. See, I didn't know none of that about him. Yeah. So when I saw him, I was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, he's, a, right, he's always whatever. been a monster." Yeah, but yeah, we grew up together, and it was funny though. It was New Year's one year, and we were chilling, and um, he joked to me like, "Yeah, you should make me a theme song to go to bat to." And, you know, this is New Year's, so, you know. He's like, he done had a drink in him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I got it in me, too. <laughs> you know? And the next day, I woke up. Like, I remember he, he, he told me to make him a song. He was like, all right, I'm going to just do it. Right. And then I just went and did it. And then went to the script like, hey, look. He was like, oh, you really made it? And I was like, yeah. He was like, bet. I'm, I'm gonna use it, and it was uh, cause you know that's New Year's and their season starts around in April. Yeah. So yeah, April came. He already had his theme song, and when it premiered, fifty five thousand people. Like I'll never forget. It was um, and that was a proud White moment. White Sox, heck shit. I had my mom and my dad with me and my sister, and that's yeah, dope. That was yeah. That was yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. But yeah, that. Man, I've I've done a lot in my career, man. Uh, did Target Center before, performed like ten thousand people. Um, you know, some great projects, acting stuff. How many albums have uh, you recorded? I don't even know. Like albums, mixtapes, collaborations. Uh, if you had to just throw a number out there, all of that. At least there's at least seven or eight. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe more. Probably. Dope. Yeah. So I'm very seasoned. <laughs> I can feel that. Yeah. Oh, the heck no. I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, no, it's more than that. <laughs> yeah. Because, shoot, I've been recording projects and all that since high school. So if you count all of that, yeah, right. it's definitely over 10, you know, definitely. Not all of it is out there like that. You yeah. Know, but yeah. yeah. Okay. A whole lot. A whole lot. Yeah. Biggest Valley man in the game. So mine. Well, mine has always been just being in Minnesota, period. You know, w- with the success that I've had, especially like in acting and stuff, I'm able to go outside to other states and accomplish these things and do it. But I've always remained here. So that's always just been the biggest hang up. But the biggest one was uh, so, and I have to be honest, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I have um, a daughter that I stepped in, you know, raised for five years. Right. And in that time, I just didn't do music. You know, I was just focused on raising her. Right. And so, um, you know, in, in that process, in those five years, four and a half, five years, I'm recording and stuff and I'm doing stuff, but I'm not necessarily releasing stuff um is it called to do shows and stuff right and i'll do the shows and all that but i'm not fully active in it how i've been is it because your is it because your your heart wasn't in it or just your just your focus was like i got a kid i need to make sure i'm i'm a good dad first i was exactly i was responsible for a life i can dig that yeah so this comes second and you know, it wasn't no just part time thing. I was full time with it, so I, everything became second to her. You know, she became my number one priority in life. I could dig that. And so yeah, everything dwindled down with that. And then of course it. Now this is the crazy part. So she ended up being taken away from me. So my whole everyday everything revolved around her. Right. And so that gets taken away from me. Now I'm back to that mode and it's crazy. You know how you're revealed certain things when you're in the process of speaking about it? Yep. So that trauma that, that I epiphany. felt. Yeah, exactly. That trauma that I felt when I was diagnosed with Graves' disease and I no longer could play sports kind of was the same thing when my daughter was taken away from me. So now I'm forced to write. And I started creating like crazy. The only thing was is that I knew this time around I had to change everything. I couldn't sound the way I used to sound, even though I didn't sound like anything anybody back then. You were just in a different place. Yeah, exactly. Because because I've said this before, like art is a reflection of what the artist is going through mentally and emotionally at the time. It's a reflection of what's going on overall in society during that period, politically, whatever. Um, So I can can understand that, man. I can get where you're saying. So would you say your art more imitates life or does your life imitate your art? Or what does that mean to you when I even say that? Um, When you say that, um, it's, it's, it's both. You know, okay. it's both. Um, it's no, 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 no. So my life is, you know, um, 
my life transitions into the art 100 percent, and that's exactly what you hear on the ep um i tend not to let life um seep into my art because when so all right prime example when all the police brutality stuff was happening right right Every single one of my friends, you need to do a song about police this. brutality. Yeah, what I'm gonna be the thousand person to do <laughs> person it. To do it. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, if you wasn't feeling it, your heart wasn't in it. Exactly. You can't rap about it. That doesn't mean now, you don't care about it. Yeah, exactly. it just means when it comes to I your care art, about it. Yeah, yeah, it just means when it comes to your art, yeah. that's not what you. My art what you is want. separate. Yeah. Yeah. Now, after that came an opportunity, not an opportunity. Um, it pre- God presented the time when that was for me to do. So there's a movie coming out um, in the next couple months called Black, and it's um, surrounding you know the police brutality stuff and all that. It's a dope film. Um, I got asked to create songs around the scenes of the movie. Okay. So when that um, happened, for one, I, I was like, dope. Yeah, of course I'm on. Um, I always like how Outkast uh, created uh, Idle Wild. Yeah, that was one of the dopest like musicals. At, yeah, like it didn't even feel like it was a musical. Yeah, but it didn't even feel like a musical. Yeah. That was so one of the coolest. Do you know their process with that? No. So they had a few songs beforehand, right? Yeah, yeah. But the most part, that whole entire album, they would go film the scenes, and they had studios in their trailers. And then they would just go record after that, yep. just rap about what they felt yep. about. Because that yep. album, I bought the, I bought the, I had the, uh, the DVD, yep. and I got the soundtrack. Yep. I just yep. thought it was one of the coldest things I had Same ever seen, man. man. Love that. So, in my mind, I'm like, oh, Outkast did that with Idlewild or whatever. So, yep. I had the script to the movie, and I'm reading the scenes that they want to build stuff around. So, bam, I. I I'm reading the script and automatically everything just comes to me. I produce as well, so it was inspiration for yep, you. Yep, yep. So that that actually goes into a question I was I have for you too. So I was gonna ask, like, do you produce your own stuff or do you yeah. do you depend on other producers? One hundred percent I produce okay. everything. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So yeah, and that that that's how it becomes easier for me as well, because it was always the relationship between a producer and an artist is a very special thing. And when it's not special, that's when you, you get, get trash. Yeah, or trash a lot of copycat music. Yeah, or stuff that just doesn't seem to sing. Because yeah. there used to be one thing like, Nas is one of my all-time greats too. Even though I didn't put him in my top five, he's one of my all-time yeah, greats. same here. But same one of the biggest knocks that I've always had about Nas is his production <laughs> never seemed to ma- Like, his lyrical ability, like... That he performed shows you how dope he is. He performed too. lyrical gymnastics. Yes. Like yes, he was just yes. he was like, come on. Like yes. I think he re- like he did uh, uh Illmatic. Like he was like seventeen and put it out yes. when he was like eighteen. Yeah. yeah. I mean dude, yeah. Illmatic is amazing. One of yeah. the top ten albums ever. Yeah. Is amazing. Yeah. But after Illmatic, it was written all of them, like the production, he was just like, uh eh. I ain't really yeah. feeling the beats like you was yeah. feeling on Illmatic. Yeah. It was, yeah. When you, um, there's just, you know, 
one thing that I don't like personally, and it's not only with music, but you find it in sports too. Like say for instance in sports, you got a team who got the number one pick. Yeah. But they're not picking for what they actually need. They're just picking for the name. Yeah. Whoever the name You'd is. You'd be like, you already got a power forward and you're getting another power forward. Yeah. yeah. It makes no sense. I know. My Knicks do it of... <laughs> every year. Yeah. We got about 1,800 big men mm-hmm. and not one guard that can shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you get a lot of artists, you know, who who they want, they'll, they'll work with the name or the hot person and try to ride that wave or ride that trail. I think it's the most amazing thing when you can just stick to with what works for you and you just continue to grow and grow and grow. Maybe the Warriors did that. Now look at them. Yeah. Because everybody talks about them being a super team, but a lot of people don't realize, man, like the only person they signed onto that team was KD. Yeah. The rest of those cats, they drafted and drafted. developed them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. KD and Andre Iguodala were the only free agent signees. Yeah. Everybody else, the other yeah. stars, every last one of them was yeah. drafted onto that team. Yeah. They developed that team. And I'm like, even just to piggyback off of that a little bit, I'm, all right, you sign KD, but that don't mean that it's going to work. Nope. Remember when the Lakers, Lakers did the first? They're not, consider, they're not considered the first super team because they didn't win a title. Yeah, yeah. But if you look back at it, that was like one of the first super yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. Or at least one in the 90s because I mean, you had you had Gary Payton, Carl Malone, yeah. Shaq, yeah. Kobe. Yeah. Who was coming off the bench? Wasn't Ron Harper playing yep, at the time yep, too? Yep, yep. He was solid. They people forget. Fox, all them. Yeah, Bob people Fisher. forget. Ron Harper, yeah, Rick yep. Fox, them cats yep. before they came over to the Lakers. Champions. Them cats was, yeah. <laughs> 15 to 20 point per game hey. guy. Ron Harper was, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Jordan on the, you know, uh, uh, at that time, Ron Harper might have been one of the top two guards on the, on the, in the Eastern Conference when it was yeah. with the Cavaliers back in the day. Dude, that's basically, so, one thing that I, um, so remember the year, uh, remember the year Celtics won um, championship? With KG, Paul Pierce, yeah. yeah. So remember how they used to put KG at the top of the key? Yep. And nobody could get around that because his wingspan. It was up. so huge. That was Ron Harper. <laughs> Same it was. thing. Yep. So long, you can't get around them. Like, yep. it disrupts the Everything. whole offense. Yeah. So yeah, Ron Harper was a he was deadly, and then he was a he was a score first person, and then came and was just a Changed monster game on around. defense. Yeah. That's a lot. What a lot I tell a lot of people about too, because my favorite when people ask me who my favorite athlete was all the time, they're usually shocked. When I tell them it's Dennis Rodman. Mm. Name me somebody who could party, be on 30, hour, 30, 30 minutes of sleep, yeah. and get you twenty boards yeah. a night, and is yeah. one of the only guys to guard Shaq one on one. Yeah, yeah. Strong as an ox, hustle more than anyone, and everybody knows him for his rebounding and his antics. But people don't know, in college, he averaged almost 40 points a game. And his first couple years with the Pistons, he averaged nearly 20 a game. He was the reason why they bounced back, because that that team was crumbling and was dismantling. Who who did he step in for, Mahorn? Yep. Yep. From a horn. Yeah. Then he went, and you know, after Daly yeah. went out, he yeah. went to the Spurs. He couldn't get along with the culture there. Yeah. And they traded him to the Bulls. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. I get what you're saying when it's like. Top five, definitely top five power forwards of all time. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. easy. But yeah, you, as an artist, man, you got to know that for yourself. Another person who who I who I look at like that, not saying that he's just a failure afterwards, but look at Usher. How you go diamond with with the production team who've been with you know been with you the majority of your career, but y'all just decided to do a whole album together. How you go diamond and then move away from that? 
diamond, yeah. fam. That's 10 million albums. One album in the United States. In order to go diamond, you have to sell 10 million just in the United States. You go diamond and then you go somewhere else. Yeah, that's it's hard to get away to from me. it. No. That's that's it. Not unless they were look. He was looking at it as a challenge, like an ego thing. Like, am I get this good? Can I do it without them? Either way, I go. I'm not saying it was a wise decision, but I'm just saying yeah. maybe that was his. Everybody's different, you know. what I'm right. saying, but me, you would have stayed with what worked. Yes, I but, dig it. And then so I, and I'm not afraid of change because I believe you have to change in order to grow. But you can change with your team you can grow with your team one thing i love about building a team environment is that everybody has an expectation and we know how to work together yeah. and we should all out of each other expect for us all to grow if you're doing the same exact thing as the last time and haven't brought any new elements to the table then what are we doing right you know what i'm saying but we all need to hold each other accountable to grow and to become better and just murder shit, just kill shit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'd rather work with a team, you know what I'm saying, and keep building and pit, building and building to where at the end of the day, I'm not sitting here looking around and got a bunch of strangers around me. You know what I'm saying? Word. I got my team that I built with and we just kept getting better and better and growing and growing. And then being a part of the team as well is knowing when you need to bring new people oh, on yeah. and all that too. It's that chemistry, man. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you, ju- you develop that sixth sense to be, um, what I call it? What do you call it? Uh, complimentary towards each other. Yeah. Be yeah. complimentary pieces that know when you need to bring yeah. another outside source in yeah. to be complimentary to what you're doing. Drop for the project is all. Yeah. We all we all accomplishing this together. That's how that's how dynasties are built. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You get them individuals that just want to be the man and they just want to be at the top the whole time. You it's can not only go work. so far. Yeah. 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 So with that, let's get on your new EP, man, which I did listen to. Um, I thought that was pretty dope. My, I'll, well, I'll talk about my favorite track on it later, but um, what was your motivation behind your latest EP, man? For, well, first, tell everybody what it's called and so, then go into that. So the new EP, it'll be out in the next couple of weeks, but it's called Think About Your... So, um, God gave me a vision to do this album. And in the process of doing this album, um, I just, I've been working like crazy. So, I've been working on this album for three years, right? Dang. Yeah. There's definitely over like 40 songs that I've cut from this album. But in the process of that, I had all this music and I'm a... I, I try a bunch of million different things before I release something to the public. So I, I was just messing with songs, you know, putting ones in different orders and sequencing and stuff. And then, bam, out of nowhere, I got the vision. You need to split these up. So I split. So I got the vision. So I'm going to just spoil it, put it out there now. My album that's coming out later on this year is called First Day in a New Life. I had the concept to do a double album, 24 songs. Every single song represents a different hour of the day. So Dope. when I got the, you know, figuring out what I'm going to do with the other songs, um, it came to me, the vision came to me to split them up into two EPs. And so the first EP that I released... I think I released it in November or October. It's called Do You Ever. And the second one is called Think About Your. 
an album, First Day in a New Life. So do you ever think about your first, first Day in a New, new life? life? Dope. Now, in the process of that, what, the, what this EP is about, this was a, a period of me creating the album. And in that period, you know, um, I got to know uh, a woman and God gave me this, you know, this message to give her. So when that wasn't received, it was like, dang, you know, it messed me up mentally, super heavy. Yeah, he's so, like, I trust it. I put myself out there very and work out. What would you, t- why would you have me put myself out exactly, there for? Exactly, exactly. And you hear that all in the EP. And yep. so when that happened, I, like I said, when something happens in my life or whatever, it comes out in the art. So I just started creating, creating, creating. And then, so when I was creating, you know, it was, man, it it was really literally like having a, a bunch of puzzle pieces on this table and then them all formulating themselves. So when you hear a lot of change ups and different things, Them were like three other different songs that happened. But those little pieces of those songs was like, oh, this, put this with this, put this with this. And then, bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one thing. So, it's seven songs, but it's actually like eight or nine. No, it's like nine or ten. Yeah, because I I know one of the tracks is like ten minutes long. It reminded me of like a jazz track. Yeah, yeah. Because like usually you only see... Tracks that long, like, uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying, uh, from jazz compositions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I started listening to it, I was like, and then I looked at the time, I was like, all right. I was like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I was yeah. very interested to see where it would take me, like yeah, where it yeah. went, where it was yeah. going with that. Yeah, so it's definitely a journey, you know what I'm saying? And I bring that, I bring you into that journey from beginning to end, you know what I'm saying? And that's why the last song on the EP is called New, New Life. Life. That, that was actually my favorite track on the whole oh, thing. Dope. I like that one. Dope. The the beat on it, the beat was the. I thought, I know, everybody when they listen to it, you know, can come up with their own opinions, or whatever. Yeah. But that beat on the last track was the dopest to me. New life, I, I really like that one. Appreciate I really like that one. Appreciate when I got to that one, I was just like, all right, he ain't yeah. get lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. And I'll give you a little insight too. So when God gave me the vision to do this album and the name and everything like that, matter of fact, too. I'll put this out there. So, like I said, I read a lot. Yep. I got that title from reading um, Gil Scott Heron's um, autobiography. I was shook when he passed. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. stuff was so... I got a yeah. bunch of his albums, but yeah. his stuff was so dope. He's dope. He's super dope. You got his autobiography, though, you said? Yeah, or a biography? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to... You know, before we leave today, yeah. you're going to have to write that down for yeah. me. I'm going to have to go grab that. I got you. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. But I got it... It was like the, the the title just poked out in the book to me. It was like, oh, okay, this is where we're going. And then, so, if you notice how I want a lot of the hooks, not not particularly this one, but when you listen to the album especially, you'll hear, like, the hooks are kind of formulated around, like, a lot of voices and, like, mm-hmm. multiple voices. So, God had gave me the vision to um, create something that people that... I had the vision of hundreds of thousands of people singing these hooks in unison all together in unity peacefully together. Yeah. And so that's why the hooks are formed. So some like Jill that. Scott some some Gil Scott Heron motivation, huh? <laughs> yeah. He uh I tell you what I credit him for, man. You know, his music was and his spoken word, his poems were so deep, um, so emotional. Um 
the most important song that he ever made for me, well, there was a couple. Um, the Revolution Would Not Be Televised is a classic. Yeah. Um, but it was actually Home Was Where the Hatred Is. That's my favorite song. And, and, the, reason, <laughs> and, the, and the reason why that song That's is impactful to song. me yeah. is because how he talks about his battle with addiction. Yeah. And that's important to me because that's that listen after listening to that song, it kind of broke me down to the point where I ain't gonna lie to you, dude. I almost shed a tear, mm-hmm. um, because at that point I understood what a couple of my uncles were going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised in my grandma's house, and um, two of my uncles lived there with us, and uh, they were alcoholics. Mm-hmm. And my uncle Charles, you know, he passed away from cancer, you know, some years back. But I used to always be so mad at him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was a good dude when he wasn't drinking, but when he was drinking, like, he was he was terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I used to always be so frustrated, so mad. Because, you know, when you're young, especially when you're young, you don't get what addiction is. Yeah. You're just thinking, like, why are you acting a fool? Why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. Why can't you stop? Yeah. Why don't you just quit? You're yeah. doing this because you want to do that. Yeah. At that moment, listening to that song, dude, he put it in perspective where, like, they want to quit. Dude, that's a disease yeah. that has them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how he talks about in a part of the in a part of the song where he's like he basically says, like, don't you think I've tried to stop? Yeah. Have you ever tried to quit? Yeah. Have you ever had somebody keep telling you, do this, do that? Why can't you get your mind? You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, yeah. I'm paraphrasing all of it. Yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. like, why can't you just get it? He's like, Yeah. Home, like the title of the track, home is what a hatred is. Yeah. Like, yeah. he hates it. It's an inner hate. He hates being the way he is. Yeah. But the pain is what makes him do what he is doing. Yeah. And he's trying to quit. And at that moment, that song opened my eyes to the point where before my uncle passed, I could let go of that. Mm. Like, I could forget. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I no longer looked at him as being like, a jerk of somebody who was drinking and getting drunk all the time yeah. because he wanted to, because yeah. he didn't care about nobody else, because yeah. he didn't care about himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like like it it opened me up. It was like, yeah. and I remember like being like, damn, yeah. is it like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that song was like sober. It was humbling, yeah. dude. And so I can yeah, you know, I can see crazy. how you can get inspiration yeah. from this stuff. You know, it's crazy. I have um, I have my grandma had twelve kids. And yeah, I, you know, hate to say, it, but you know, a lot of my uncles were addicts, and um, I always, I think that was the beginning of my, uh, what would you say, me going the other way. You yeah, because when you see what addiction does to people, yeah. like a lot of people, like when they find out, like I've never smoked. Tried any drug or drank a day in my life. Not one sip, That's not amazing. one drop, not no. And everybody says that, and they always think that I did it for like some noble reason or because like I'm I'm a health I'm kind of a health fanatic. I like yeah. to be healthy and work out all the time. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that. For me, it's actually purely out of fear. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid that even if I try recreationally once, yeah. that I won't be able to stop yeah. because of that history in my family. That's crazy. And I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to be making my own song about homeless with a hatred is yeah. basically. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's 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 crazy. So with me, you know, I drink or whatnot. I never. I smoked a few times, but it it's just not for me at all whatsoever. Right, I right. Don't, 
I don't even like being around it. I don't even like smelling it. Same with know? me. And that's just with me. But with drinking, I'll go on just as a self thing. So I know I'm in control. You know, I've never been alcoholic status, but um, I'll go. Shoot, last time I went ten months without drinking. Dude. Just to, you know, I I'm I'm not trying to be addicted to anything in my life. You know, any right. too much of anything is not it's good. not good for and, you. Everything in moderation. And yeah, and then within my faith as well. You know, anything you put before God. You know. And this is just my opinion. I know other pastors and stuff will disagree with me, but drinking is not necessarily a sin. Smoking is not necessarily a sin. Right. But if you're addicted to it and you putting that before God, that's when it becomes sin. Right. Anything you put, and that's that's whether you're watching pornography, that's uh, whether you snorting coke or right. You even even like Kobe, you know how addicted he is to basketball. Right, that's that could be sin right there. Anything right. that you put before God that you're just obsessed with and you can't do without, yeah, that's when you're going down the wrong path. So too much of anything can mess you up. So that's a pretty interesting take on it because, like, you know, offline, you and I were talking before, like our yeah. like how we basically met each other. We knew each yeah. other because we came into the church at the same yeah, time. Yeah. But I'm no longer, I, I no longer attend church because yeah. I told you my issues with organized religion and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Like I just, yeah. I'm into it. So yeah. I can, I can see, I can subscribe to some of what you were just saying with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at the same time, I feel like there are a lot of people, you know what I mean? Like in the church yeah. who are, who are, who because even though what you said is like common sense, mm-hmm. they're doing a lot of preaching, but they're going against what they're preaching about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I'm glad you said that, too, because it is common sense. It really is. <laughs> I think it is. It I is. mean, even take let's I mean, let's take the spiritual part out of it. Like if you put in anything that should be recreational in front of. Basic human decency, Feeding or get yeah, or just you, what should be priority, yeah. yeah. Then that's a problem. Forget <laughs> it's a forget problem. whether or not it's a sin. It's a problem, yeah. and you need to address that. And you know what I'm saying? I think Jesus, God, greatest greatest niggas ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because look at this. I ain't never heard him call that. <laughs> <laughs> and. God got way more sense of humor than anybody on this earth. So You're right. miss me with that. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Everybody puts emphasis on the Ten Commandments, right? Ain't nobody people following maybe one of them. Yeah. Even the sanctified people I know. But look, but look. <laughs> they put emphasis on the Ten Commandments. There's actually six hundred and ten. <laughs> Real talk. There's six hundred and ten commandments. God stepped in and was like, hey, y'all doing way too much with all of this. Look, all you need to do, (laughs) put God first (laughs) and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And act like you got some sense. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And people ain't even doing that. But look, those two things right there cover everything. Everything. If you love your neighbor as you love yourself... You ain't about to mess. You ain't about to go mess. Uh, try to smash your your uh, your neighbor's wife, or steal from him, or kill him, or cheat him out of some money or whatever. You good in? Ain't you? You, you ain't like Ben, ain't you? Yeah, you ain't gonna do none of that. <laughs> so man, it's like man, that's the realest thing ever. It's 
put God first, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, be a good person. That's it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or at least love. try. Because yeah, we all going to fall. Because we're not perfect. Yeah. I'm sh- you're going to make mistakes. I you're dang sure ain't mistakes. perfect. I make mistakes yeah, all the time. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. I can dig that, man. Yeah. So, so on this EP, what was, what song means the most to you? New Life means the most to me. All right. That's, and, that, and that was one of my favorite yeah. ones, man. Because. What was your specific, insp- did now, was you, you told me about your inspiration for the album. Did you have a different inspiration for that particular song or no? New life. Yep. Um, no, it just came. Um, it was it, it was basically to feed off of the um, the title of the album, but then it became as it became that uh, this needs to be at the end of the EP because it shows like what I'm talking about there. I mean, to keep it real, you know, I'm a very confident dude. I don't care what anybody got to say, but. It was a traumatic experience, you know. Right. I don't even like using that word, but it 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 affected me heavy. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a heavy believer in God. I have a great relationship with God. I know God's voice. It's this what this message was so bold and out there. It, you couldn't deny it at all. I tried to deny it. What does that tell me? You just said you said you know God's voice. Yeah. What does that feel like? Because I can tell you right now, I sure don't. Mm. I'm I'm just out there trying to figure it out and be right. Like I said, I'm not very religious. Yeah. Maybe I'm spiritual. Like I believe in a higher power. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But what that is, like we talked about before, like yeah. it can manifest itself in different ways. Yeah. I just know. I just feel like organized religion has really. Because it's been used to manipulate so many people, yeah. it really clouds what that actual message, you know what I'm saying, yeah. is supposed to be and what it looks like. And so I, I'm the reason I'm asking just out of curiosity because I've heard other people say that before, other you know religious people like, you know, I know God's voice, I hear God or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what that's like. I know my instincts. Mm-hmm. I know what my gut tells me, chill, be easy. Sometimes I listen to it, sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that feels like. Yeah. See, so for number one, um, uh, so you say that it's your instincts. I say, for me, that's God speaking to me. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I don't think too highly of myself. I don't think I'm that powerful. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, say, for instance, if, if, if if you sense that, oh, it's about to be a shootout that's about to happen. Yeah. I need to get up out of here. I've been in that you situation think that before. <laughs> yeah. To know exactly what might about pop to happen up. and right. that you might your life might be in danger. You think you're that powerful? If you do, see, that's great. But see, great. I wouldn't say... See, this is a but whole other... I don't, I don't think I'm that powerful. Yeah. You know I wouldn't necessarily let's consider that being like... View that as like... Me having I, I, I power just, or whatever. I just, I just put yeah. it as a simple yeah, you know, no, I feel you. you know but that I mean? just gives me, to be honest with you, that just gives material. That just means you got to come on again another time so we can have another conversation <laughs> about something like that. So it's like, because when I look at stuff like that, it's like, I just am a believer in just like energy. You know, there's a certain energy out there that we're all part of. Like, it sounds corny in the mug, but. Like Star Wars, man, like the Force. Yeah. We're all everything's made up of this energy. Yeah. And if you're in tune with your energy or whatever, 
that's how you sense when stuff is gonna go down, or just by pure experience. Like we grew up, we grew up in the, we grew up in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like you get the vibe, you get the feeling. You see people's body language, how they carry in, how they body language. You get that feeling when like we used to say it's hot at night. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like it's about to get, it's about to go down. So with me, I know God's voice 100 percent because for one, when I'm in certain situations. And for the majority of my life and my majority of my day to day, I'm removing myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't raised in church, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So I know how life is going off of my decisions and what I want to do and what's satisfying me. So word, word. I humble myself and remove myself from it. And it's like, God, what do you want me to do? Okay. And I know that God is directing me when I'm getting the the vibe and the message to do something that I know that Antonio wouldn't do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. When somebody's making a threat on my life, and this is a recent situation. Somebody's making a threat on my life, and I'm walking away from it, and I'm praying for that person. And I'm not even angry. I'm peaceful. Right. That ain't me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm that kid. I ain't going to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. I used to it. tell people all the time, <laughs> like, I never worried about the cat who's running his mouth about stuff. Yeah. Because where it come from, the cat who's really about to do something to you, yeah. you're not going to know what's coming. Yeah. And see, the bad thing about me is that I don't think on a regular level. You know, I'm going to try to hurt you in all aspects. Right. Your finances, your life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about breaking both of your legs. You know I what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a different person when it comes to that. When I know I'm not reacting, you know, that's, you know, that's not else, me. Something else yeah, is stepping in for and you. I, and that's God 1,000%. And just knowing his voice, you know what I'm saying? Man, like I, like I told you, I don't, I don't, religion is, you know, I understand its purpose, but that's not, that's not me. I have a relationship with God. That's who I follow. Dope. I follow God 1,000%. So. Dope. When you when you're doing that, you you know you feel like you can't go wrong. Yeah, I got you, man. Yeah. What was um, what was your biggest obstacle in making this album or any album? Well, with this particular EP, it was having to be. It's not it's not having to be honest, you know, because I'm always honest in my work. Yeah. But it's actually being vulnerable, being that vulnerable. Word. I'm I'm a thousand percent vulnerable on this project. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's it. You know what? The, what's funny about it too is that I never been the artist to make girl songs. You can look at throughout my. That was something I noticed about it too. Like, and I'm like looking at the track list and like the name of the songs and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, it's all centered around you know. That, yeah. That one like that, situation. that one situation. Yeah. Like yeah. I definitely you know, I definitely saw and that's that. why I said you know, this is a transition piece that had to happen to go into the album, you know what I'm saying? Dig so, that. Yeah, that was definitely the toughest part, having to be as vulnerable as I am on there. But at the end of the day, like I said, like I'm a man, it's a real situation, I'm human, you grow, you go through certain things and you move on. So that's why like new life had to be the end track on it because you know, you you hear it even in the lyrics, and then in the end skit, you know, like yeah. you know, I'm moving on, like I'm stepping into this new life. You know, dope. Yeah. What's so? And, and what would you say is um, a message or messages that you wanted people to take from your album? From from this, um, yeah. 
I definitely uh I want I want it um funny you ask that. This the number one thing I want um I want women to take away from this that um recognize when recognize when something genuine is there and when something isn't. Repeat that. <laughs> Repeat that. <laughs> recognize when something genuine is in front of your face and when something isn't. You know. Even when they ain't perfect and, and they be yeah, and they do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's be no tripping shot. up. That's not no shot to, you know, the individual who these songs are about and all of that or none of that. But it's it's to it's all just truth. Women. Yeah, yeah. Cause I think that they have a misconception. A lot of women have a misconception that like I feel like where a lot of women get in trouble with men is they think we're super simple, dude. Mm-hmm. And we're not. Yeah. We like we're just as complex as they are. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a lot simpler in how we react to some of those things. Yeah. But our 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 the the the, the things that we deal things yeah the long. things that we deal yeah. with are just as complex. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of the miscommunication is they think that because the way we may react to some things is simple, that doesn't denote that we're simple. Yeah. You know, simple beings yeah. or entities or whatever. Yeah. And 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 that's I feel like that that's a, a big if, part of I it. think. You know the women who listen to this project, they'll get that. Cool. You know, they'll they'll under like, oh wow, you, because there's a there's a lot of different emotions and different feelings in there, and I put it all out on the table. You I can dig that. You, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Like you <laughs> I do, put man. it all out on the table. And it's funny, you know, I grew up. I'm I'm the only boy. I have all sisters. You know, I have like five sisters, and I've watched them all except for my youngest one. But I watched them all, you know, made very bad decisions with the men who they invited into their lives. Right. And I've sat there and watched them. They'll have the most perfect dude sitting right there. And don't want it. And don't want it. It's too easy. (laughs) Yeah. Or too good to be true. Or he's not flamboyant and out there. Or he's quiet. Or he's a... He's a little rough around the edges, you know what I mean. Yeah. He ain't as refined or whatever. Yeah. Make some mistakes, but they just or not. Like, yeah. I don't, because I've seen that. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. I've, I've seen it with a lot of women, and and um, it's see, this is another thing that's interesting about this EP. I obviously went throughout my whole. I don't have any, you know, biological kids, and I'm not married. You know, I'm single and all that. So. It's safe to say I've went through my whole life and none of the situations that I tried to be in have worked. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's no disrespect to anybody. So, I really went into the mind frame. I mean, since, I mean, when you listen to this EP, you'll hear it all because I say it all in there. But, man, I changed everything. Um, I became celibate. Didn't wasn't drinking nothing. I'm just fully you just, focused. You I just changed, switched the whole game. I changed up my whole yeah. entire life around, and this is the most purest I ever been in my life. So when when God gave me that message, it was he like, was like, "It's got to be right. It's it got to work right. out. It's got to work right. out." Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Because it's like I went. People like the stars are lined up. It's impossible yeah, for this not to work. Yeah, exactly. And you still be shot. Yeah, exactly. I can you know dig it. And I've really, I've went, this is the most purest I've ever been in my life. The most genuine, honest, positive intentions, everything. Didn't come in there with no, you know, 
super lust or anything. And then this is the the, the, num- the number one thing was this like I didn't pick her. You know what I'm saying? That that's that's the message that God gave me. It wasn't somebody who like it's her. I want her. No, not at all whatsoever. So that's what makes it even more. You know, and it's and it's a um, it's a continuous thing because I'm still waiting for God. To like, okay, why why did it turn out like this? And where are you taking me now? Right, you want to see the plan? Yeah, yeah. What's what's going on? You I know dig what I'm that. Saying? I I tried to be you know do the one hundred percent right thing in the situation. I can dig that. So, so uh, let's say so you've been in the game for a while. Yeah. All right, and you you know you got a lot of experience. You've done a lot of projects. Yeah. What's something you would tell somebody else looking to get into music? Like a younger cat coming up and they're just like, you know what? I want to, you know what I'm saying? I want to rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My spirit, like yeah. I want to do it. So what right, advice would you give them, man? So right now, I actually teach a music class as well. Where at? Um, for the JK movement. It's a mentoring program in St. Paul. Okay. On, um, it's off of Dell and um, University. My man, Johnny Allen. He's a CEO. I I seen him on uh on LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead and That's pub it, guy. man. Th- throw <laughs> out uh contact information or whatever if people um, want to get in touch. Yeah, with JK Movement. Um, he's on um Johnny Allen Jr. He's on LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I think they're they're taking kids right now for the summer program as well. Cool. Um, I've been teaching there for the last three months or whatnot. It's something that we talked about doing for years, but um, we just got everything in motion this year. So it's been great. So with the kids there, I'm teaching them every single thing about the music business. Um, I was a kid who um, this is what I wanted to do. But I never had any mentors or anybody teaching me anything. Right. So, for one, I had to become a nerd. And I had to learn everything on my own. So, with that, I, t- I said that I'll never come up and have a younger cat under me and me not pass on the knowledge. Right. Because when I was that age, that's that mentorship. all I wanted. Yeah. yeah, that's all I wanted and I needed. So, I've been doing that now. And what I tell, you know, my students is, you know, I teach them from jump, be yourself from top to bottom and then I show them examples you know I show them the difference of and I ask this question this is the number one question I ask all the young cats who who um you know come to me for advice or they want to do something I ask them do you want to be hot right now or do you want to have a year a career 15 years from now and that's a decision you have to make immediately yeah if you want a career 15 years from now Create your own everything. If you want to be hot right now, just copy whatever's hot right now. True. <laughs> you can have you can be you can have that hot song right now or be hot this year, and then everybody will forget about you next year. You're right. Or you can create your lo- your own lane, and it might take a while, but 15 years from now, you'll still, still be doing, doing it. You still eating off of what of you're family. doing. Exactly, and then you'll have. A line of others coming behind you, trying to do what, trying to emulate. Exactly. So I can dig that. That's man. a choice that you have to make right off top. Cool. That's cool. So, you know, one of the last things I want to ask you, man, just kind of put yourself, you know, pub you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how can people reach you? How can they access your music? You so, know what I mean? Because, like I said, from what I heard from the EP, I, I enjoyed it. Appreciate um, it. And appreciate so, you know, we would like to share that with other folks. 
So the you know? EP will be out um, in the next couple weeks. Um, uh, my website, onlygetbetter.com. You can, you know, you can see my production on there. Um, I'm a producer as well, so I got production on there. Um, I have a lot of projects coming out, man. I'm filming. I'm filming a documentary film right now about um, United. You know, church. So nice. That's coming. You know what? I saw that. I saw it. Yep, I saw it on LinkedIn. Yeah. Because when you click on your your site, yeah, like there's like a uh, there's like a thumbnail Superintendent Web on there, right? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's the podcast. Okay. 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 My bad. I also produce and I also produce the our podcast for the church. And you can find that on everywhere, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, and all that. Um, you can find my music on every streaming music platform. Um, Antonio A&R Richardson. Um, the new single, You Said, is out right now. Um, and my, my new album, First Think About Your, will come out first. And then First Day in the New Life will come after that. Uh, I got the documentary film, like I mentioned, too. Uh, black the soundtrack yeah um i got four songs on that soundtrack and then uh three of the songs are built around scenes in the movie so the scenes will be in the movie as well um uh the jk with the jk movement we created a theme song for the jk movement and we're i'm in the process of filming the last scenes for the video but we also had kids to record vocals in it so it's the track is featuring the kids as well, some of my students. So that'll be coming out too in this next month. Um, I got a couple screenplays I'm developing and writing. This is a lot, man. I'm a, I'm a busy, busy guy, person. man. <laughs> yeah. Busy guy. I like busy that person. though. Working I like that. Hard, man. I like that. Working hard. Yeah. Well, hey, man. Oh, and A and R music on every uh, social media outlet: uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. Ain't. The letter A, the letter N, R, music. So A and R, music. Cool. And for those who didn't know, A and R is just my initials, Antonio Richardson. So, Cool, man. Well, hey, yeah. as I said before, man, I appreciate you taking time. I mean, clearly, I you're a busy guy. Yeah. I appreciate you taking time out, man, to come. Know. You know it what I'm saying? Bless up with your time. Yeah. Do this pleasure. interview. Um, hey, any of my listeners out there, please, please get in touch with them. You know, listen to his stuff, support. You know what I mean? He's a great guy, great individual, great artist. Um, and he's doing a lot of good things, doing a lot of positive things. So, I, you know, I feel like it's a, it's it's incumbent upon us when we when there's cats out there, especially young brothers out there, doing a lot of positive things and putting in their own good, you know what I'm saying, good work, you know what I mean, and stuff that they're trying to leave a legacy behind that we need to be supporting them. Um, and so I'm urging everybody to do that. And, I'm you know, I'm definitely going to be doing that as well. So, um you know, with that, you know, I mean, that's it for our, you know, our show today. Um, I appreciate everybody, you know, just tuning in and listening. Um, appreciate everybody supporting. I appreciate Antonio for coming by. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, if anybody has any questions for me, any comments, critiques, any topics you want to, you know, bring up for any, you know, any future episodes, please hit me up at chilltimepod at gmail.com. And uh, with that, man, I'm out. You know, you got something to say on that? Appreciate everybody listening in. Um, Y'all be blessed and enjoy y'all summer, the beginning of the summer. Let's make it a good one, peacefully.
This ain't the New Year's resolution. You forget about in a month. We don't have time to waste time. Time never waited for me, plus my time is now. My 15 minutes. I'm trying to stretch for 15 years, then it's time to stretch it out 15 more. Took me almost 15 years to get on. On my first day in my new life. I might break down and just cry. Every single door closed on me, God, why? Every brick wall I kicked down, they tried to make me think my life was a lie. Tell me if I'm preaching to the choir. The truth don't need a defense. I moved on, ain't been back ever since. Some seasons change a quick finish. I wanted you to be here when it was finished. I don't know if I should wait or are we finished. If you love something, let it go. And if it comes back to you, it's yours. And if it doesn't, what was it? How could you follow God's path and be led astray? Help me figure out how we got this way. Cause I'm lost. I wrote letters of my thoughts, but haven't found a way to send them off. Cause last time I kept it real, you was all looking at me crazy. Was it that or maybe? It was a test for you, not for me. I told you that I'm ready when you were ready for me. I know fairy tales don't happen to most niggas. Well, thank God we ain't most niggas. Hello. Time to move on. I can't fit you all in my U-Haul. My size don't fit you all, but you all knew already. I knew already that I was ready when I got the recipe for my destiny. I said rest in peace to the old me. My Jesus alarm was set for three. I woke up and I seen a door. The minute I walked through it, then there's no more struggle. No more feeling not appreciated. No more living outside of dreams, there's no more Words for the haters Hundred million fans got my weight up I'ma look back and soak it in Cause after the day, our new life shall begin Hello Thank you. 